0: You're listening to a SYN podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au.
1: We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and the ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded, it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're
2: committed
1: to. <laughs> Then I said yes, then I have
0: said no, and I'm stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this, bat- over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble.
1: I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want
2: is more learning in schools and less activism.
0: represent
2: represent you're listening
1: to represent you are listening to represent my name is Bridie, as we know i'm here with naya and our exciting newest addition to the show freddy hello welcome to the studio today we have an exciting show lined up we are going to talk about a big week of news i reckon it's been a pretty big week i think it's you said massive. that last week yeah i think i did but i reckon it's been bigger this week globally I think it's been bigger. We've got Donald Trump indicted. Oh, yes. ah, shock or who would have thought? Never I'm would sorry. have seen that coming. Maybe I'll get sued for defamation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Although he did say it was coming, which kind of made me think it wasn't going to come. Anyway. Yeah, that's
1: true. I feel like he kind of manifested it. Yeah. Um, but then I also thought, it was, I was like, oh, what, no is he what does he know? Uh, we're going to talk about the Aston by-election. Oh, yeah. Exciting, exciting news from Naya. <laughs> the Liberal Party are having a... Tough in, time. ...a bit of a crisis. A midlife crisis. Apparently it's an
2: existential crisis. Existential. Oh, Who said that? crisis. I believe that was on the ABC. Oh, exciting. Yeah, actually, I think I might have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were the only people to call it that. No, true.
0: Freddie, what are you going to bring us And today? I'm bringing us a little bit more of a story that will relate to the uni students out there. There's discussions about how... How stats are going to work in the future, so we're going to chat about that a little bit. We'll Exciting. See how we go,
1: and we will talk a bit about Dan Andrews's trip to China. I have to
2: admit, I did not know that that happened. Well, I did know that that happened.
0: <laughs> no one knew about knew about it until it was too I late. Anyway, exactly so. that
2: was the whole point. Yeah, see, that's the problem
1: with surprise. It. Yes, <laughs> allegedly the alleged every, problem. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's in trouble this week. Exactly, the government's in trouble. Dan Andrews is in trouble, Hexdets are in trouble, so everyone's in trouble, and Donald Trump's in trouble. Is that the four things? And yeah. the Liberal yeah. Party. There we go. I think, yeah, that, that's about it. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> we will go into a song, and then we will join you for our first segment of the day. You are listening to Represent here on sim. Welcome back to Represent. That was Lose Our Minds by Porridge
2: with Jay. Spelt with a J. Interesting name. Like it.
1: Big fan. Yeah, do you like that? And I think I read them in the right order this time.
2: Yeah. I'm imagining if I lost my mind, like, it would turn to porridge. So it's like the connection. It's
1: true. It works.
2: Yeah. All right. Naya, take it away. That's me. The I Aston by-election. Very exciting. Ooh. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. So we I do a drum roll? <laughs> yeah, drum roll. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, Labour won. Um, oh, spoiler oh. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> So, yes. I haven't watched
0: it yet. Yeah. What?
2: <laughs> it was called very quickly, so it's okay. It's um, not a huge time commitment that you should have on. No, no.
0: <laughs> Following the footsteps of the state election last year. Exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, yes, so earlier this year, Liberal MP uh, Alan Trudge resigned. Alan who? Trudge. Tudge. Tudge. <laughs> oh. I am very sorry, Alan, but that would be... Auto correct?
1: it would i'm i do believe that <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes no there, there have been some very fun auto uh, autocorrects to names it's better than my victoria state federal election last yeah. week <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one it's tuesday night i'm tired yeah uh, it's been a long week it has oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long two days <laughs> i need the uni break um Yes, yeah, so we needed a by election in the federal Victorian electorate of Aston. All those words were correct Good job uh, now, Liberals have held the seat for a rather long time um, but what is unusual about this is it has been more than a hundred years since the governing party has won the seat in has taken the seat in a by election, which is what happened it was It was a Liberal seat with a 2.8% margin and the ALP, Mary Doyle, won it with a swing of 6.4%. So she won it quite she well. well. Yeah. I had
1: to think so hard after that election about how, like, the government not winning a seat in the by-election for 100 years. I had to think so hard about what that meant. I don't know if that's just a main problem, but I felt like every time I heard that, I was like... The 100 years, That's won the whole a century. Lot of I know. Well, that's since, like, federation. It's also
2: interesting that that means that during a by-election, it must be easier to campaign against the government whilst they're sitting, not Mm. during an election.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, I guess not all by-elections are quite so close to the original election. It's, you know, Mm. less than a year. But I feel like if they're sort of still riding that wave of popularity that... I mean, they were kind of swept in at the last election. It wasn't like a marginal thing in Parliament. No. So I think it's interesting that there was all this like, oh, there's no way they'll win, you know. I was a bit like, well, they're kind of... They're still popular enough, surely?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they were obviously... Well, you would have thought since it was held for so long, you'd Mm. think... It would be. Yeah. And it's
1: quite a thin margin. It's not a particularly strong Liberal seat. But having said that, 13 years is a bloody long time.
2: Yeah. And now the Liberal Party hold three of the 26 Melbourne federal seats. And as of April 2nd, the News Poll 2 Party preferred poll had Labor ahead with 55%, which is sort of just hanging over from last week when we asked similar questions. What does this mean for the Liberal Party as a whole? Well, they've been doing a lot of soul searching. Oh, but yeah. I love when people say that, having just said that. I love when people say that
1: because it's like they're doing soul searching, but actually they're doing it in the media, in the public eye, sort of quote unquote soul searching while talking they to are journalists. Trying to rescue yeah. themselves. Do you know who we should have got on? We should have got Matt Bark on. <gasps> they Ask have him been, what he yes. thought. Maybe I'll send him an email. I Matt
2: was well, interesting to hear um, Malcolm Turnbull I believe it was on Radio National yesterday talking about the way that it has it has gotten quote unquote too far right they've been they have moved so far away that the population is saying well labor is closer to the middle where we want the country to be
1: yeah well I always thought I mean I think Malcolm Turnbull as we were just saying off air is a bit of an interesting character he's fascinating <laughs> he is has for so many years now has been saying the liberal party is going too far to the right too far to the right they're too radical they're too you know whatever and i mean to what obviously that is being substantiated by what we're seeing in politics in you know the public eye and what everyone is kind of thinking but how much of that is just him being a little bit cut about being thrown out as Prime Minister? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and having his feelings hurt. He's
0: we, a bit salty. Yeah. But I think he's so. also like he's also very it's also very true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's not wrong.
0: No, he's not wrong because they've gone so far to the right that they've even alienated all the people that used to vote liberal. Mm, and now we're saying old liberals. Exactly. And no, like yeah. the only other substantial option there is Labour. So we're just seeing the liberals constantly alienate everyone that votes them.
2: Yeah, yeah. well people who would identify as like lowercase L Liberals mm. would be voting Labor,
1: yeah. or teal independent, or teal which is what happened in Hawthorn and Kew. Q... Yeah, not Hawthorn, sorry, in Kew.
2: Yeah, it's... So it's it's a bit of a fascinating discussion. I mean, it is it is only well, it's one one electorate, but it is another seat to Labor. They're now seventy eight, I believe, seats, which puts them to above that. I mean, it's not like one seat was going to change a huge amount. No, but, like, looking but, at Melbourne now, there's but two if you federal at- MPs mm. in the city that are
1: liberal, which is like, whoa. And yeah. what were you saying before oh, was yes, your phrase? Was a, yes,
2: as as we just found, uh, a you great quote this. from uh, the ABC was, half-hour drive out of the city to find a spot of blue. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. And it Don't puts hold the back. imagery there. It does. It really does, mm. because... That that's that's not necessarily like that's not a biased phrase. That's true. You can't find blue and well blue until dark you blue. <laughs> dark blue, until you get out of the city. Which I mean that that's worrying. Victoria has a lot of seats, mm, and I mean, oh, what was I going to say?
1: Oh no, I've forgotten now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was going to say something, but has
0: no, well, I think it's like, how does the Liberal Party even repair themselves after mm. something like this? Because they had one seat that they could hold on to, they had three, and they've just lost one of them.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah. what do they even
0: do now? Where do they go? They've had such a landslide loss,
1: yeah. Um, and constantly. they were never popular, particularly popular in Victoria in the first place. No, like, exactly. this has always been a hard state for the Liberals to kind of get a good foot in the door, in yeah, but yeah. they had one. And it's gone now.
0: And it's gone. Yes. And it's like every every mainland state of Australia is red now. Yeah. It's Labor. So it's like the Liberals have just constantly been having this loss after loss after yeah. loss. And it's like, where do you even go now? The morale there has to be so low. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like, what do we even do?
2: Yeah. It's like yeah. Their, f- their picture is getting worsened and worsened as the term goes. There's, I think it's unlikely that they'll come up and win the next... Yeah, Next election, unless well, they think, do
1: do this soul searching. Exactly. Well, because I feel like this happens a lot when a party loses an election. Because I mean, where do you guys think this kind of downward trend started lately? Like, do you think it was WA Ooh. and Mark McGowan's popularity, or maybe Queensland? I mean, you don't have to pick one, but. I think that's interesting that's to a think big about. Big
0: question. Anyway, that's a good one to I feel like think like about, Queensland yeah.
2: would be more prominent. More people would hear that and go, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, mm, because that. Anastasia Palaszczuk is like the
1: longest-serving premier in the country. I
2: Yeah, think. or
1: the longest surname like too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> so I true. I cannot spell that to save my life. No, me
1: neither. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, I was um gonna say something else, but I forgot that one too. Anyway,
0: <laughs> that's yeah. how today's going. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's just that, like, with so many losses, they've got to go for a complete reinvention of themselves Mm. at this point, right? Like, there's no way that the Liberals in their current form will ever be able to, like, get back to sort of any state of power, right?
1: Yeah, it's just sort of a chain reaction, and it's getting a bit worse and worse. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So they kind of do this this soul-searching, but people in the party are all saying different things, and they're all giving different solutions, so gradually and they're saying, oh, it was the state division in the Victorian Liberals and then you know their loss in New South Wales they are saying, oh, it's whatever, right? They lost in Queensland, they lost in WA. I'm oh, just hearing lost, 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 lost exactly. a lot. There's a common theme.
0: <laughs> Where's a Liberal win? Spoiler, exactly. there is none at the moment. So yeah. it's like, what do you do? And there's so much infighting in the party as well. Yeah, it's just like, and how I feel can... like once yeah.
1: people start hearing this and seeing this infighting and division and kind of crisis really within the party, yeah. it Means you sort of keep on losing faith, and you keep going. If you can't even agree on what you're going to do, where your direction is, then what do you have in the in terms of policies?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I feel like we've always seen a pretty broad spread within the Liberal Party. Like mm-hmm. we've had some you know, lowercase L Liberals. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really broad, but there must be an aspect of those people closer to the quote unquote middle. Aren't their voices aren't loud enough anymore. They're not there. Something is causing people to go, no. Well, it's interesting to, that you say that
1: because there's like Bridget Archer, who's the Tasmanian MP, who's kind of got quite a lot of good publicity for yeah. sticking to what she believes in and voting yeah. against the Liberals.
0: And that's why she yes. still holds it in Tasmania. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I, Dave, I don't know. May, maybe this is going to be another turning point and we will see in the coming months a change. Maybe. Or we won't
0: gonna have to be a pretty massive change i think we yeah. can all agree on that what happens if that. we
2: become a one-party country i don't think we're that close yet
0: <laughs> Tazzy's making sure that's not happening yeah. right yeah, now exactly
2: well, we, we might be a one-party mainland
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly
2: all right shall we leave that one there i think so all yeah. righty you are listening to represent
1: here is guardian angel by lupa j i think um stay with us for lots more talking you are back on represent that was guardian angel by lupa j so we are going to talk about we're gonna leave australia behind for a minute
0: going overseas and we are
1: going to go to america your picture yourself ready. new york the big apple city of
2: lights. i was gonna like I burst know, like, oh, into song but that, i can't Paris. remember that that new york new york song <laughs> <laughs> So uh, picture yourself at Trump Tower. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Uh, picture yourself as Donald Trump. You oh. are no, you. being <laughs> indicted
0: I don't think for I crimes. As Trump. <laughs> oh, so, yeah!
1: In theory, well, actually, no, never mind. Forget that. Uh, <laughs> scratch that. We don't know what he's being charged for, believe it or not. We think we know that it's about oh. the hush money payment that he made to Stormy Daniels, a porn star a few years ago mm. but we don't actually have anything Not in the confirmed. public eye that says this is the charge this is the claims that we're making this is what the trial is going to be about we don't actually know anything yet yeah so he'll be brought in today or t- tomorrow it's actually really 4:15. annoying
0: well, time zones
1: america tuesday at like 4:15 like it would have been perfect timing for our show if we were in America, unfortunately. Like, Who wants to not? broadcast
2: at 4 o'clock in the morning tomorrow? Let's
1: do it. Not Let's me. Go. Oh, okay then. Sorry.
2: <laughs> if we just stay in the studio all night.
0: We could veto yeah. the EP, theoretically, and yeah. we could just do it. Yeah. This yeah. is not a democracy. Sorry, Brady. <laughs> it is, and you just lost.
1: <laughs> so, the former president is expected to be released on bail by the court and will return to his Mar-a-Lago home in Florida on oh, Tuesday evening. Lucky. American time. But he's going to give a press conference at 8.15pm American time, if anyone wants to watch that. radio
2: 8.15pm um, American time. Correct. Tonight. Tuesday, Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Wow. So... Last week,
1: a jury in New York voted... A grand jury, sorry, in New York voted to indict Trump, which means that they believe that there's enough evidence to bring criminal charges against him. So they've been hearing for weeks about this hush money payment that he made to allegedly made to Stormy Daniels. So um, she tried to sell her account of an alleged affair that she says happened with Trump in 2006. He says it never happened. Um, and... She tried to sell her story to the media and allegedly Trump's lawyer paid her 130,000 US$ dollars to be quiet, which is 194,000 Australian dollars.
2: That's a lot of money.
1: Actually, I don't the sorry, it's actually not allegedly paid. The thing that's in doubt is whether it was illegal to pay her or something. Anyway, he he paid her that much money. Yeah. And so, the issue is It happened before he was president, so it was just prior to the election. It's not illegal to pay hush money, but what's got him into trouble is how his lawyer, Michael Cohen's reimbursement, was recorded in his accounts. So he's being accused of falsifying his business records by saying that the payment was for legal
0: fees. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it also happened just before they were due to vote in America, so it might also violate laws about payments that help an election campaign. Ooh, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's not illegal that he paid her, and I don't think that's being disputed as far as I know. It's not being yeah. disputed that that money yeah. was paid. But the issue is how they said, or what they said the money
0: was used for. That's quite funny how they're getting him on all these little technicalities I know. to sort of break it up, because it's like how, um, like oh, to catch like mafia bosses and that mm. sort of thing, like gangs, they'd get them on tax evasion, yeah. because they wouldn't pay taxes on exactly. their crime money for obvious reasons. Yeah, I mean, that's sort
1: of like what this is. Yeah,
0: so it's just really clever how they're getting this on, like, just so many, like, tiny little details. I know, you
1: wouldn't expect it, would you? You'd expect it on, like, incitement of, you know, an insurrection.
0: No, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's actually, fun fact, nothing in the Constitution says that someone who's been charged with a crime, imprisoned for a crime, fined for a crime, can't run for president. So yeah. he, could, even, he could be in prison and then he could get out and run again. Even if he's
2: in prison during the term? Or can he go, Good like, question. I'm president, I'm gonna Google get that. me out of here?
0: Sounds like a reality show. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. When I said it, I was like, I'm oh, a dear. past
0: president, get me out of here. <laughs> that can right. be our
2: next segment. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> a sin original.
1: <laughs> yes. Wow. So, yes, uh, you can run for president from behind bars in prison. I'm not sure if you can be president while you are in prison, though. That's, but theoretically, you occupied?
0: if you were president in prison, you'd just pardon yourself, right? Yeah. And walk out. Yeah. So he can do it anyway. But if he was elected president, could he pardon himself while being president in prison? Like, is he allowed to do that?
1: Yeah, you can pardon yourself. You can pardon yourself
0: while in prison, though. Like, are you allowed to do any presidential things while in prison? Well, I don't know. (laughs) Because that's a a presidential thing, to pardon yourself.
2: Apparently there's been two already. Two candidates have run from prison.
0: Who are those? What? Eugene v. Debs in
2: 1920 and Lyndon (laughs) LaRouche, I'm going to probably have pronounced that wrong, in 1992. Both ran from prison.
0: And were either successful...
1: I
2: mean, you don't know their names. <laughs> no, exactly. So i yeah, yeah. no.
0: We're gonna guess not. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't think this would ever happen, where he got indicted for anything. I'm really surprised this actually happened. Yeah. yeah. I don't think because I think we were discussing it a bit before the show. I don't think any of us were expecting this.
2: No, it's, it's a bit of that case of he said it, and I felt like oh, he's just saying it, so that people will rally around him no, and exactly. help him out. And then it wouldn't happen. But then when I woke up to the news, I was like, oh, look at that. It actually yeah. happened. <laughs>
0: when I saw it, because um, I saw it on. Oh, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I think I saw it on Reddit. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I then had to go and look it up myself and be like, no. No, nah, this Surely didn't happen. Not. And then I'm like, no way.
2: Did it happen on April 1st? Was it actually just one no, giant I don't April I think it was April
0: 1st. It might have like, I think it just missed it, though.
2: Uh, is, yeah, only just. So disappointing.
0: Yeah. If. Yeah. No, but I didn't think this would ever happen. And even like like what you said, Naya, when he was like pumping it up, when he was like, I'm going to get indicted. It's like, okay, you're saying that so all your little fans go, no, don't do that, don't do it to Daddy Trump. And it's like, it's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you're so right,
1: though. You're so right. Yeah.
0: So yeah. it's just a surprise, but it's like... It's 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 a long it's been a long time coming I think everyone was sort of like it could so happen but no one expected it to actually happen I don't think.
1: So I'm reading now. Take this with a grain of salt because oh, it's okay. from the New York Post. We've got to
0: avoid defamation here as yeah. well.
1: So, even if he were to, quote, unquote, lock down the GOP nomination and win the election while incarcerated, he would have to overcome many hurdles to effectively govern a nation of 332 million people from a cell. So, you could take the oath of office, because it doesn't matter where that is. Okay. He could issue executive orders and pardons, signing and vetoing bills and making political appointments. He could deliver the State of the Union address to Congress remotely or in written form. Okay. Um, Yeah, so it sounds like he could just... He could
0: do it, theoretically.
1: Yeah, be president from prison.
0: And I think, analysis cap on here, I think being in prison would help boost his popularity, honestly. Do you think he'd be like an underdog? I think it'd it'd be an underdog story.
2: Why do I feel like he'd get beat up in prison?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <No>. well, <he laughs> just had to point I was that out. talking about this with, I don't know, my family or something when um, it happened and yeah. it, we were like, does he still get his secret service agents? Yes, he does. I'm what? Really? He still gets his secret service. He gets service. them in
0: prison. Well,
1: he gets them still forever. Because he's still a fa- a former president or former presidents for the rest of their lives. They have secret service agents. Oh, wow. Agents.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. That's, I want one. Sign and so, me up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you only have to go over and be president. And then you can have them.
0: Well, hey, I think it's been proven that anyone can do it. So, like... True. Serious, like, I but reckon... I read
1: that you have to have been in America for 14 years. Oh! Which is wild.
0: So Ooh, it's playing the long game.
2: It's playing the long game. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. you really got to be dedicated to the cause. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe it's it's a prize for loyalty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> loyalty to the country that doesn't appreciate you, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was quite funny because when Obama was in um, Australia last week... He had his secret service agents, or like somebody, block off an entire like highway for him. Really? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's like like, a major road. And it's like, why does he get to do that? Yeah. Like he's not present. I get that he is very important still. I mean,
1: you see motorcades on TV, but I didn't kind of think it happened in real life.
0: I didn't think it would happen in Melbourne. Like, I don't think like our prime minister even gets that if he comes to Melbourne. So it's like. Well, I know he doesn't because actually
1: my cousin works in a. uh, one of the fancy hotels in Brisbane. Yeah. And he's actually ended up in the same lift as um, Scott Morrison when he was Prime Minister. Oh, wow. That's so, pretty like, cool. Yeah.
0: That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's I've actually just, so cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. I've just read that um, because Trump is facing state and not federal charges, he couldn't pardon mm-hmm. himself. So he would have to actually just be in prison and suck it up. But the most likely outcome is not that he gets imprisoned. The most likely outcome is that he gets fined.
0: No, exactly. I don't think it's actually likely that this is going to eventuate to anything massive for him. Other than, like, a fine that he can easily pay. Exactly. He's He's a squillionaire. Yeah. (laughs) He's a Trumpillionaire.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's like,
0: this isn't going to be anything massive. There's probably going to be, like, no massive implications. And I think this is just going to see his popularity rise and, like, his already very loyal fans rally behind him even harder.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if that'll mean his popularity rises, though. I mean, the fans, of course, will rally hard. But I'm not sure that they'll end up um, actually increasing his popularity.
0: Yeah. That's fair. That's true.
1: food for thought yeah exactly let's leave that one there because we've got quite a bit to talk about today um you are listening to represent on sin stay with us uh while you listen to satanist by boy genius
0: spending a song
1: yeah (laughs) you're listening to represent you are back on represent so freddie take it away
0: okay my my first segment so exciting so, this is something I think we can probably all relate to at the table, right? We've mm-hmm. all got hex debt, right? Correct. Yep. Yep. <laughs> As we love. Um, so, there's been a lot of discussion about how the program works this week. Because, so essentially, what's been happening is we all know inflation has been inflating and inflate hard, right? <laughs> it's like um, a balloon. Yeah, so the thing is with hex debts is they're interest-free loans from the government, right, to pay for your uni. But so a lot of people, I think, assume that, like, oh, if I spend 5K on a semester, I only I have to pay that 5K back and nothing more. That's not exactly how hex, hex debts work, right? Um, so what happens to maintain that you pay back the real value of the loan or something, according to the government? Uh, on the 1st of June every year, they'll... Uh, Pro- apply an indexation rate to that uh, and add that to your loan and you have to pay that back um, the problem is that indexation rate is attached to the CPI the consumer price index which is sort of just like looking at household items how much they're costing and using that to track inflation right um and of course that's been kind of out of control this year it's gone the inflation rate's gone down the past two times it's been measured but it's still not looking that great so what we're looking at is we're looking at uh hex debts they're gonna have a fair bit of money tacked onto them this year
2: great um yeah i know (laughs) something we all love
0: um for example in 2020 the indexation rate was 1.8 percent in 2021 it was 0.6 percent in 2022 it was 3.9 percent wow and we're gonna look it's looking like it's gonna be a bit higher this year and the problem is it's it's Affecting a lot of graduates and of course us here. Maybe not Naya and I, because we're gonna be journalists and you yeah. have to make over forty eight thousand dollars to actually I'm doing pay music. it back. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Maybe the science kids at Melbourne Uni are gonna struggle with this, but yeah. but we probably won't. We'll all be fine. So it sucks to be them. But um <laughs> so it's sort of going to put a lot of issues in, because hex debt is a very real debt. I think a lot of people think of it as a very inconsequential sort of loan, Um, but the problem is if you're trying to buy a house, trying to get a loan, anything where sort of credit is involved, banks will look at your hex debt as a very real thing. And people have like up to $100,000 in hex debt. That's a lot of debt, and they've got to pay that off for like 30, 40, 50 years. And if this indexation rate keeps getting applied and we stick to that, it's going to mean they're paying this off for a good chunk of their life, um, and it's going to put up a lot of barriers for them. So there's been a lot of calls recently to scrap this indexation rate and either scrap that sort of concept entirely or attach the indexation rate instead to the cash rate that the reserve bank establishes. So that's, um, so that's when we hear like the interest rate has rise, um, that's what the cash rate is, right? Um, So there's calls to that because it's more controlled, it's more predictable, it's more clear for people to actually read into, as opposed to the CPI, which is like, well, that can kind of go anywhere, right? Um, And there's, like, almost no control over it. So the Greens have been trying to back this program where it's like, we want to replace this with something else. It'll put uh, more power in the hands of students to control their HEX debt. But the problem is the government aren't going to be looking at it until December, because Mm -hmm. they have this massive, um, it's called the Universities Accord. It's where they're looking at pretty much how the whole tertiary system in Australia is run and how we can get, how they can improve it, right? So this very important thing that determines a lot of people's lives, essentially, um, because we're all generating this debt right now for ourselves and we could be paying it off (laughs) for the rest of our life. So what do we all think of that? Because I'm not a fan. That's a problem for
2: future Naya. No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I think
1: it's so kind of interesting. I mean, I didn't even know the Universities Accord was a thing. I don't know what that is. No, honestly so. neither
0: did I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until I researched this, but it's like a massive thing in December and they're all going to talk about... So
1: is it like a conference sort
0: of? Um, so it's sort of like a bunch of university people in the government sitting down and they're going to go, all right, they have a bunch of issues they want to address. I think right. the one coming up uh, this year in December, they have like 50 questions they want to oh. address. And it's sort of everything from like what are the pressures that students feel to how can we get international students back to Australia? Mm. Um, Just and ask a-
1: Dan Andrews. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, future tease on um, a topic that might come up, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's this massive thing in December that they're going to discuss but of course like by the time December hits we're going to have this massive indexation rate yep. hit to our uh, hex debt. The problem's in... already happened. No exactly yeah. so it's like there's like students are a bit helpless right now because of course a lot of us can't afford to pay our uni as the semesters come right yep. so we've got to defer it off to hex debt. so of course our system's A lot better. I think we can all agree on how the student loan system works in like America, for example, where it's a very predatory private business essentially. Mm. Um, But it's just something that's very concerning, and people have run into so many issues. There's been a lot of people talking about it recently where they haven't been able to get like crucial loans or lines of credit or stuff like that because they have like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in hex debt that they haven't been able to pay off because the Money just keeps going up.
2: Yeah. Hex as a concept feels like an encouragement to get your university education. Yeah. But doing this is, it's the opposite. Yeah, it's but punishment. In practicality. It's yeah.
0: sort of not. <laughs> no, exactly. It yeah. It just makes it so much harder and there's so much more it really pressure. Does. And it's like, do you guys check your hex, hex debt often?
1: No. No? Well, I mean, I've, we haven't been in uni
0: very often, yeah. to be fair. That's fair. Very long. Time. But, um, and a lot of my friends, they don't even know how to check their hex debt which is like so concerning. I don't know
2: how to look at my like enrollment fees. I don't <laughs> know where my, where to find it. I know I requested yeah, it somewhere it's probably I get on my, that website. Um, statement of liability or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Little invoice you
2: will thing. have to pay this at some point in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's potential right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's yeah. just a very scary thing. It it definitely and it's definitely like we could have this loan hanging over our heads for like the, the next like heaps of decades, right?
2: Yeah. Now, just, you may have said this, just to clarify, uh, this raise in the price, will that be every year until we pay it or just while we're studying? So
0: it's every year that you have the debt. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we could be like 20 years on and very successful journalists (laughs) slash musicians and we still have this going for us. And it's going
2: to keep going up. And
0: it's going to keep going up and we're still going to have to pay it. And another thing the Greens wanted to do as well, I forgot to mention this. So... To have to make a compulsory repayment on your hex date, you have to make, I believe, it's around forty-eight, forty-nine thousand dollars a year, right? Mm. Um, the Greens want to raise that to sixty-eight thousand dollars a year, and mm. um, which would, of course, relieve a lot of pressure because, of course, with cost of living going up, we need as much money as we can get right now.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say it's really just sort of a rich man's game. Exactly. It's like almost an incentive for people to just kind of put it off and put it off whereas you know if you're paying your loan if you can afford to pay off you know what you owe to the university as you can as you study it then it's like well it doesn't matter like it doesn't yeah. affect you I but envy that's those the people the, i know those people are going to be the ones that would be able to afford the indexation rate increase anyway most likely so it yeah. just really like kind of it's a downward
0: spiral for exactly. itself
1: and gets worse and worse yeah
0: and i think it's just sort of unfortunate that the government doesn't even want to address it until december
1: yeah, it's really just putting it off yeah. until, you know, we'll probably be past the worst of the crisis. Exactly. I mean, touch wood, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because it's just like um, it's like the university is accorded December. It's to address all things uni, but this is much more than university. This is like mm. people's lives outside of university going decades into the future and their livelihoods. And it's like it's sort of disheartening, I think, to for the government to say... Yeah, well, chuck it in with the rest of the stuff we're going to talk about. It's like, it's so much more than that. It's affecting, it's still affecting people who were at uni like 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, it's just sort of disheartening that they, they have this brilliant program that on the surface is fantastic. Because when I first heard of Hexton, I'm like, damn, this is amazing. I don't have to worry about any of this. But then you sort of look at it and you just see it rise and rise and you're just like, oh God, I, I'm not going to be able to repay this for ages.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On that uplifting note, shall we go to a song? (laughs) let's go to
0: a a nice happy song, please. Uh,
1: The song is called On My Own, (laughs) just like we are, (laughs) without extent. Oh, God. Um, It actually doesn't have an artist, so I don't know who it's by, but it's called On My Own. (laughs) Uh, You're listening to Represent. Stay with us. Welcome back to Represent. We are going to power through our last segment because we're going to be out of here at 5.55 and it's 5.50 now. So, um, Daniel Andrews strikes again. He's been to China. (laughs) 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 He's been to China on a trip uh, related to, quote unquote, strengthening Victoria's standing for international students and to make it more attractive for them to study here. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Next, he didn't take any journalists, any ministers, any stakeholders with him.
0: That's sus. We didn't
1: get to do our job. I
0: can't we believe he didn't there. take us. You
1: guys should have applied. <laughs> we should
0: have. We should just gone. <laughs> yeah, Why was, like, you no just journalists call We'll just go up. anyway. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you should have. I think you should have just rang the office and been like, "Hey, we want to go. We're coming." Yeah. I've actually been to China. It's really good. All yeah. Nice. Yeah was there a lot of years ago but it was mm. really good That's anyway good. um daniel andrews is the first political leader from australia to visit china since the pandemic oh like, yeah ooh, wow. um, he went to beijing shanghai and Jiangsu. john pesuto the leader of the opposition in victoria says mm-hmm. there are a lot of questions remaining which is true i would agree with that there yeah. are a lot of questions So people want to know, why didn't he take journalists? Why didn't he take anyone, not even people from universities? It is a bit weird. Yeah. Um, Especially when you compare it to um, Mark McGowan, who's just announced that he's going to lead a five-day trade mission to China to reconnect with the state's largest trading partner, and he's invited the media. So I think the theory was behind Daniel Andrews is that, like, well, you know, China... I don't want to make this any harder than it needs to be so I won't bring the media. I feel like... No, I think that's fair. That's what I have interpreted what he's said as. Yeah. He said that in 2019 he went to Vietnam and China with no media, so you know, must be normal then.
0: <laughs> I know, but yeah. if Mark McGowan can do it, like, why wouldn't he, you exactly. know? Because it just looks very closed off, very secretive. And, like, even exactly. if it's just like, yeah, let's get, like, the international students back to Australia. Like, yeah, but then why aren't you, like... Like, why aren't you taking university? Like, exactly. um, chancellors and you, stuff. You that makes no sense. understand
2: more when they go to a war zone or something mm. where the likelihood of a foreign leader, if, if there's knowledge of them coming, being put at risk is there. But... The risk seems low mm. if people knew Daniel was going. He said
1: it was back-to-back meetings, it wasn't a trip to go and do deals and it wasn't a trip to take 100 businesses or 10 vice-chancellors. But he didn't raise any of the big issues with China that Australia has at the moment. Cheng Lei, the Australian journalist who's been detained in China for two years. Mm. Daniel Andrews did not raise that issue. He didn't raise uh, talk about any issues like defence, foreign policy... AUKUS or China's record on human rights, to be fair, of course they are federal responsibilities, not states. so I can understand, but like China's record on human rights, Victoria has a charter of human rights in its
2: legislation. But there is a risk in going over and talking about that if he's trying to encourage attendance in Australia. Yes, definitely, I see Totally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You sort of had to pick a lane. We're going positive or we're sort of trying to discuss much more touchy topics, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: Um, last final thoughts on this
0: so- segment and then we're going to wrap the show I want to go
2: on a holiday to China.
0: Yeah, I would yes. have loved one. Dan, can you tell... We'll go with Mark. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. go with Let's Mark. Go. Oh, that's such a good idea. Know?
0: Just, like, if there was nothing to hide, take the journalists, take the uni chancellors. Take the students. Like, I, like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying he's, like, sus of anything or, like, he's done any, like, weird <laughs> backdoor deals, that like... It just looks really sus, and I, especially yeah. with Orcus, and especially with like just everything that's been going on and the tensions between the two countries. Like, it makes it, there is no benefit to doing this on your own and not having mm. any external media coverage yeah, on it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I I get it might be easier to not have the publicity, but he's but not premier to be easy. No, no. Yeah, and, and he's he's not going to a Dangerous place where he's going to be put at high risk. And yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be putting the journalists. I mean,
1: no, like the journalists that were in China that got kicked out, like Bill Bertles, you know, the ABC guy. Yeah. Like he, I don't believe he was like physically threatened or anything. Yeah. I think he was just
0: deported. And if they're traveling with the premier, exactly,
1: like it's, yeah, the, it's the it's the
0: safest way to go to China as best a journalist.
1: Behavior <laughs> exactly. Like, so
0: yeah. like, there's there's no risk there. No, so it's just exactly. like, what was the point of going on your own? It looks sus. I'm, like, of course not accusing him of anything. Like, no. And I'm not even thinking it. But just no, he, there was no reason for him to make look. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no reason yeah. for him to make it look like and that. And
2: people will find out about it on a much lower rate if you find exactly. out about it later. Exactly. Than mm. if you go, oh, he's going to talk about it now. How did it go? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. Well.
1: Good chat. Yeah, Yeah. good work. Thanks for tuning in to Represent here on Sin. We've been your hosts, Naya, Freddie and Bridie. It's been a great show, guys. Really happy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Please let us know what you thought of the show on our socials. Find us at Sin Represent on Twitter and Instagram, both of which I posted on today. Yay! Um, You can listen to any of our old episodes or this one again on Omni, Spotify, Apple Podcasts at Represent. Uh, And remember to... Stay stay political. political. Yes, you're listening to Sin.
0: You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the
2: show.